Welcome back to another episode of Brevity Box, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. And if you know, check us out at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com, where we have a a huge selection you've heard me talk about before. One of my favorites, retro futurist culture. I have other favorites as well. I'm sure you hear about over and over about tombs, and then we're going to be seeing more coming out from Ruminations from the Red Room, which is the granddaddy podcast of them all here. So we're all excited for that. We hope you check us out back again with my favorite two people on the planet, at least for this next few minutes, right? It's <laughs> Becky oh, <shucks>. Brando. <laughs> I want to make you feel special all the time. Just no, for five I mean, minutes you know, make me feel special. Just for 10, 20 minutes maybe at a time. And then, that, then you're worthless. You. You're, no, yeah. I don't want you around after and that. I'm a dirty whore on the bathroom floor. <laughs> you're a haiku writer. That's I really am. Nice. I'm a greeting cards writer on my um, days off. How's the week going for you guys? Okay. I mean, it's Wednesday. It's feeling good. Wednesday evening. It's been a, we're on hump day. Everything feeling like ready for the weekend already or what? Yeah. I've been ready for the weekend since uh, Monday. Yeah. Since (laughs) Monday afternoon. Mm -hmm. No new stories to shell. No new dramas to go over. Personally, no. My life is nice and boring. Drama is exhausting. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. You know, drama is a, a major exhaustion. Um, you know, and and even just the anticipation of possible drama. You know, without without getting, you know, health is always kind of one of those things. And if you're if your you know husband, wife, spouse, partner is significant other is you're just waiting for news to see if they're okay. Even that anticipation of something is exhausting. And mm-hmm. for me personally, without going into crazy detail, I got the best news ever finding out that everything with my wife is good. Health yeah. checked out. And the minute I found out about it, I was exhausted. I was exhausted for yeah. the rest of the day. Like truly felt the energy drain because I was being all caveman I was like, got to be strong. Yeah. Got to be monolithic. Got to be <laughs> focused. I was like. Piping myself up for like a a good game, you know. I was like, gotta stay with it, and uh, and then immediately once I got good news, we 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 fell into bed and just fell asleep. Did you sleep for a whole day? Because that's what I would have done. I slept for the rest of the day. I mean, we we really just got lazy, and I became the best butler on the planet, and whatever she wanted me to make because I'm a pretty decent chef. Uh, she told me she wanted something. I made it and uh, I brought it to her and just celebrated the whole fact that there was no drama. Right. Yes. Thank so God. I'm on a high to me. This has been a pretty kick-ass week. And, I'm and very I, I was excited that, for you guys. That's very exciting. Thank news. you. Thank yeah. you. I know you guys know, and I, you guys are awesome. Of course, you're, you're, you're so important to us counter, you know, contradicting what I just said a moment ago. Uh, you guys are the first people we text, right? Like we're we immediately sent it out to our family. Me. I'm not a little bit, a <laughs> little bit about you and Brando. Brando <laughs> only plays a hard ass behind, you know, visuals. He's actually he's a big maybe maybe here. one of the best friends ever in history. Don't let out but the he'll secret. never let you know that. Don't let out the secret. I got a certain reputation. To make <laughs> <out the world. laughs> Listen, I I'm won't let anybody thankful. know about your soft side. I'm thankful to have someone like you guys in my corner. You guys are. 
pretty cool dudes. We're part of the cool guy club. We'll tell Tom Segura yeah. that you said that. He'll, yeah. he'll, it might mean something different to him, but uh, we'll let him know. But interesting. I want to go over a couple of um, things that caught my eye and that I thought were worth talking about. Let's uh, let's get sports stuff out of the way. Yes, quick let's and because it, it didn't end nicely for me. <laughs> well, and it doesn't seem like. I mean, we kind of knew where it was going. We're going to talk about uh, you know the NBA finals to start. Let's start there. I also want to talk uh, about the um, NHL draft today. Okay, well, I'll let you lead in on the NHL draft then. Okay. Let's let, let's do that first. Why don't you jump in and let us know what? Well, up. I just wanted to tell you, Seattle has a new NHL team, and today they did the expansion draft. But Seattle's uh, NHL team are the Seattle Krakens, and their jersey is phenomenal. Like, look the it up. Seattle right now. Krakens. Yes. How Sydney awesome! Sydney Powell is the team manager, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> This is how they're going to get back at us. <laughs> Sydney Powell has a hockey team. That's hilarious. And then, finally dude, released the Kraken. And then we need Mar- to make those t-shirts, man, with Sydney Powell and a hockey yes. stick. Yeah. <laughs> release the Kraken. But um, wow, and then they had think about that. They had um, Marshawn Lynch read one of their draft picks today. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm just here. What does he normally say? I'm just here, so, I'm I, don't just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, wow. This thing yeah. is cool looking. Isn't it dope? I'm like, it is. Hmm, maybe I might jump ship and become a Seattle fan. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nice. I'm afraid that there's too many people that are going to go right to octopuses. <laughs> because it does have an octopus sort of yeah, look. And, true. I mean, I tracking really sounds cool. cool. If you're winning ice for I like it's ice, it's hockey, it's like cracking, like, yeah, I like it. I've been doing, you know, what's sad. I've been doing a tremendous, like a lot of effort in cover art and graphic design for the network. Mm -hmm. And I look at, (laughs) I I feel geeky because I looked at Seattle crack and I was like, oh, cool font. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really special. Sporty, aggressive font. Is that a 12 point Times New Roman? Because I think I just came. I have, these it's guys Alphatica. clearly mean business. Have you seen the font? Attica. <laughs> Cabriole <laughs> body. <laughs> oh, man. It's so uh, funny. What a dork. It's no, cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not even think about that. So, is, is uh, I mean, once upon a time i was a hockey fan but mm-hmm. we're talking back in the days when the dallas stars had mike madonna and and were were winning yeah. championships yeah. you know um i remember those days i sort of lost out for a long time mm-hmm. are they are the expansions coming i mean is hockey grown in popularity and now it's expanding to a bigger league or I is this i think hockey's always been popular but this expansion is just a new team so just like Vegas, because Vegas has the Golden Knights now, um, I think they, in 2017, and so now Seattle's like hopping on the NHL train and wow. getting their own team. Yeah. That's incredible. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I, I really enjoy the sport. I just need to get back into watching it again. Oh my God, I love I love hockey. There's something special about the the pace, the aggression. Yeah. 
It's a better version you know. of soccer. Yes. <laughs> it's a better version of lacrosse. <laughs> Said the no, lacrosse player. No, better version of lacrosse than lacrosse. Let's not. That's you know. What are you doing there? That's not nice. Come on. I love lacrosse. Good sport. It's a good sport. It's a lacrosse fun sport. It's rugby. not hockey. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I have a lot. Up. Hold on. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what lacrosse is. Lacrosse is the. Um, it depending on where you are. Okay. So if you're on the East coast, lacrosse is much more of a, a normal thing in lacrosse every high school life. High, yeah. Highly focused on in Ivy league schools and special prep schools and shit and UVA and North Carolina and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Syracuse. And those are the teams that have great lacrosse teams. And then as it's gone on, you have teams in the South and shit like that club teams for high school kids. Yep. What that ends up becoming, if you're a kid in Texas is when you get to that age where the coach is like, yeah, we don't want you to play on the football team anymore because <laughs> you're, you're not meeting some certain requirements. And you're like, what are you trying to say, coach? You're just, you not know, good. it's not like, it's not like Rudy Rudiger, right? Yeah. You, you can be all heart and still, uh, I had a, I had a really, uh, great coach and, and, he was awesome, and he was the one who kind of he said, "You need to go and try out for wrestling, and you need to go and try out for lacrosse." And, yeah. and he was like, "You know, he he knew my talents better than I did, and and I think he he didn't want me to be like upset that I wasn't like, and and, and in no way was I like I'm not I was no way a Darren Sproles kind of athlete, right? I yeah. wasn't that that uh, Muggsy Bogues, like Spud <laughs> Webb, the short guy that breaks the mold, the one in 10. I was like oh the God. four in 10, right? Well, I just love that you use Muggsy Bogues because he's one of my like all-time favorite players. Oh my God. Well, I that was that when man. I liked basketball. I mean, that Space was when I watched Jam. basketball. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, back when you had, because look, for a guy like that to be able to break into the paint mm-hmm. against that size of guys in oh, that absolutely. era with those rules... Yep. You had to be elite, yep. You know, and and that's nowadays. That's part of what's hard for me to get over with basketball is that it, it just I I don't know enough to feel like I have a right to make these kind of opinions. But when I'm watching it now, I feel like well, there's none of that stuff that I loved from anybody who played in in the key, right? Like, yeah. There's none of that physicality that I remember, and and I feel like because of that. Um, very talented players like Steph Curry have just, you know, it's built for them. It's built to mm-hmm. run up the score, and and I want more, I want more hockey in it, right? I yeah, want more physicality true. in the in the in the sport, and that's what I loved about it, and that's why I liked. I felt like that's what what added to the mystique of players like Jordan. You know, Jordan yes. did it at a time where. I mean, he had to go up against these guys who could just assault him. So physical. And, uh, so physical right and the mailman like all these guys yeah. were just there charles for their barkley. physicality charles barkley is a legend you know and um and it looked to, to reference hockey again i mean i loved hockey back in the day i remember one of the best games i ever saw in my life was the uh the devils and the stars because there were these long-winded fights multiple party fights and it and it wasn't like they were particularly gory or bloody. They were just guys beating the shit beating out of each other because they genuinely didn't like each other. Those are you know, best. and they were taking yeah. cheap shots back and forth in the in uh, in the ice. And it was just um, 
it was so entertaining and so much fun. And it was, I don't know. I, mean, I guess I'm condoning violence in that, but that is hockey no, to some it's, extent, it's right? It's part of like seeing their passion though, too, that they like care so much about that sport. You know, the things that got me motivated is, is it would always be where like, uh, you know, one player from the other team, just clearly cheap shots, a guy high sticks him on purpose. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that the other team, like another player from that guy's team, which is literally like, Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, has his back and it's right then. And it's, ha- it's right there. Right. Yeah, and the totally. only time you see that in football is normally an offensive lineman for their quarterback. Right. You or know, when somebody that, gets I mean, hurt. Right. You know, and there's something about football that kind of feels more, I don't know. I don't like it as much in football, but hockey, it's built around it in some yeah. way. Like it fits. I don't know how you could not expect those guys to get aggressive taking those kinds of checks. I think that's why you watch hockey is because you're expecting some level of violence. And if well, you that, say that's not true, you're a liar. You're a liar. Well, and I mean, that violence starts with those checks and those checks yeah. are happening at like 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these guys are flying. I'm just amazed and- at being able to skate backwards. I've always wanted to I just do started that. thinking about those three weird brothers from the Slapshot movie. <laughs> oh man what were names? Paul Newman movie mm. oh, I'm gosh. gonna have to turn to the Google Jujul the hey, Jujul let's see what was it? it was Slapshot Three Brothers right mm-hmm. yeah enjoy the sound of my buttons being pressed yeah let's see we need names the Hanson brothers. There we go. And not the Mbop Hansons. Just clarifying. The Hanson brothers are based on three actual brothers, Jeff, Steve, and Jack Carlson, who played with Ned Dowd on the Jets. That's crazy. The character of Dave Killer Carlson is based on then Jets player Dave Killer Hanson. Wow. Hmm, based on a true story. These three maniacal crazies. <laughs> that's crazy i'm gonna start i have to start watching i wouldn't mind giving an, i mean I'm, i don't have an allegiance to anybody at this point you just need to watch it even like you know what if you go to like um <laughs> like what's the proper term not farm team but you know what i'm saying like the minor, minor leagues league. yeah they're even really it, good i am gonna regret this i'm gonna it's admit even fun to go see the ice cats Split a 12-pack in the parking lot amongst some friends. That sounds great. Yell. Yes. That sounds great. Yes. I'd love to watch times. the Ice Cats play. Especially when they play ASU. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Brando, I'm going to give you a big present right now and admit something that's going to lead to a story that I'm totally going to regret you telling again. <laughs> but I have played more hockey video games recently than I have actually watched the sport. But even that was probably uh, how long ago was the last hockey game I played? Was that 2004, 2005? Brando, you would know, right? I want to say 2003. Yeah. So I'm just going to take my shame and let Brando go ahead and jump in here. Let tell Go ahead and tell the story about the last time I played a hockey video game, Brando. Nearly 20 years ago. Wow. All right. So we a were playing freshman a- in high school. <sighs> Jesus. This is where some awkward guy says hot. <laughs> I, don't think, I, I don't think Matt Gates is one of our listeners. 
Okay, put a pin in that because we got to talk about we'll the guy who trolled we'll, Matt Gates. We'll, we got to we'll talk about that guy after this. We got some trolls to talk about. But basically, you couldn't handle or accept the fact that I played hockey video games uh, a little rough. <laughs> um, I need more and, detail. Uh, I'll, uh, just, I'll expand. I'll expand. <laughs> and basically, it, we had like a 10-minute one-sided conversation after that game was over that I won. <laughs> about how we had to stop playing hockey video games for the sake of our friendship. <laughs> because totally true. Guys, you couldn't really take sad. your L's like a fucking man. Oh, you 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 are you are leaving out some details, sir. <laughs> no, I'm not. It was the same way with that that, that Rocky video game too. <laughs> you couldn't handle my. You couldn't handle the heat I was bringing. <laughs> Look at the confidence in Brando right now. I love it. I know, right? This is when he gets. Co- this is when you know he's full of shit. This is how. This is the moment where you go. He just, might be full of shit here. I just imagine you mean Brando after I won that his... Rocky boxing game tournament and beat you in the final round, and he wouldn't even shake my hand afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, don't let my laughter be a confirmation of anything that you're saying right now, Brando. How far uh, is your chest puffed out right now? Pretty, pretty far. <laughs> not gonna lie. Pretty. <laughs> Pretty, yeah, okay. pretty far. Okay, so here, here's the and, and look, he's right. Okay, on a lot of level, he's wrong. He's embellishing a little bit. So here's why the try deal. to steal the puck when you could just body check and take it. <laughs> this is true. So this is kind of the thing, right? Brando and I have been friends for a long time, and we're both well, Brando, former uh, gamer, not so much anymore. And I've maintained, uh, I'm still a, love gaming, and and for a lot of reasons, and we'll talk about that some other time. But back then, uh, we were both working at a GameStop, and this game, you know, the the thing about sports games is they are always trying to make them feel more realistic, and and they've, until recently, it's always been very far off, right? It feels and looks very very astonishing at this point, but this is 2000, what, like you said, was it 2003, I want to say. So this is like EA NHL 2004, and it's you know, top down, it's kind of basic. It looks like hockey and it's fast. It's fun. And you get the basic controls. You can check somebody, you can score goals, whatever. And look, games are complicated. And so a lot of times in any game, and and this goes for pretty much every game I've played with Brando. starting to sound like excuses. (laughs) Brando (laughs) is like super talented, like super fast reflexes. You cannot, he deserves very smart, very fucking good at games, very good at games. And that and for me that's where like a big friendship starts is that I like being competitive against people that are challenging. And there's been very few people, almost nobody that no matter what game you're talking about has challenged me as as difficult of a challenge as Brando. It's, he's fucking fast, he knows what he's doing, he's got good hand-eye coordination. And that plays a role in here. Now, 100% another part of Brando's uh, attitude is his logic and my logic were like the the light and the dark side of the force, right? I'm Cobra Kai, you're very Miyagi-Do. Right, so I won't I'm do right, shit. I'm right, you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> right. So if I know there's an exploit in the game, which he didn't win because of the exploits, so we can get that off the table. But if I know there's an exploit in any game that we're playing, I won't use it. 
at my handicap. I won't do it. And Brando's on the opposite side. He's like, oh, an exploit. I'm going to use it to bludgeon that person until they want to quit. And so in this NHL game, we're playing, and we're both very good, and it's very competitive. And it gets so competitive that Brando decides, I'm going to start checking the fuck out of him instead of trying to compete with stick skills, which was super effective. And he just, I couldn't get away from it. And then beyond that. To be fair, I was handicapping myself by giving you the power play. It's true. You were. And then he would get the puck drive. And the thing about that game is if you came around the back end of the goal and turned to kind of put it in the corner on the opposite side, the programming was shit. And it was going to work. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) A lot of the time. Way more than it should have worked. It was a glitch. It was why they called it. Fake news. (laughs) <laughs> so Brando not knew the minute that and here's how I think it works looking back on it. And at the time I didn't get this. He that's Brando being playful with people that he likes, right? When I'm in the middle of starting to get pissed because I'm losing control of the game because he's just knocking me all over the place. And yet I'm still ahead and I think I can hold on. That's when he knows when I'm at my least composed, I'm getting really rattled. Then he just starts ripping those exploits on those goals. And it's like six goals or seven goals is scored in like 15, 20 seconds. You say and exploit, that, I say skill. <laughs> and there is skill there. There's a hundred percent skill. Wait, is, there, that like a, is that like a cheat code? No. It's oh. not like it's just something where you sort of accidentally. He thinks discover. I was exploiting a glitch in the artificial intelligence. Oh, okay, okay. You okay. were, I'm, I'm, but I'm you, you didn't plan it. You didn't plan it. You just did it, and and that's he's good at that. And so he would, hate you know, the player, he, hate the game. He, well, fair, but at the time I wasn't in the hate the player, hate the game area. I got so pissed at not being able to stop it. I was like, we're never playing this again. I, we got to save the friendship. We're never doing this again. No game is worth our friendship. It was a long diet. It, it was a long diet drop. He was up on his soapbox. <laughs> I carried that thing with me everywhere. Oh, man, it was hilarious. And and look, typical Brando, he just never lets me forget about it, and I embrace it. And he's right. We play Rocky, same thing. He a surprisingly some, decent budget boxing game. That was a great boxing game. I, this wasn't intended to be a gaming episode, but that was a fun, basic, straightforward game. And and it was built, that was before online gaming. So it was a bunch of guys that would go over to a buddy of ours house and we'd you know make barbecue and just have a tournament on a game, whatever game, whatever it was. And we'd play each other and kind of play through a tournament tree. And, and it was just for, you know, shits and giggles. And, uh, you know, he beat my ass and he beat my ass. Like he's, he's very giga Chad about this. Let's go into giga Chad later, but he would pick the biggest. That's, that's his logic power. I'm going to pick the biggest dude with the most power, blunt floors, trauma. And me, I'm always the opposite. And I'm going to pick the fastest, most creative guy. Right. And he just beat my ass and I was, and I hated the way he did it. And then I was like, I'm not shaking that fucking ass. Motherfucking Tyson, son. Yeah, you totally were. I was not at the. I was not able to accept it at that point. But on the opposite side of that, what ended up happening? Huh? You still owe me a handshake. I still owe you. I give you hugs, baby. No, but I do owe you that handshake for Rocky. But the the where the where I feed back, where it comes back to Brando, like those are times where he's definitely bested me for whatever reason, and I've gotten really pissed off. But on the other end of that, 
there have been games where Brando and and that's me. I'll keep coming back. So there's some fighting games which we we'll, won't go into and won't name them. And Brando would dominate me for weeks or months, and I would keep coming, keep coming. And it's always a critical mass moment. He could win 150 matches in a row, and I'm slowly figuring things out. And then a switch flips, and I'm unbeatable. And when that happens, Brando quits the game. <laughs> Brando's like, I retired. I'm done. You're cheating. <laughs> Fuck this game. And then he's gone, right? Then he's, so kind he'll of like never come back to that. You still, never got me, you still never got me in Marvel. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? I said so kind of like how he is at fantasy football. Pretty much. Very true. 100%. Yes. 100%, 100%. You never did beat me at Marvel vs. Capcom 3, though. Just saying. Yeah, you're right. You own the championship on that one. But yeah, we've been friends for 20 years. And hey, he's got the goods. He's even got recordings of me, which I think have been played on this thing before. Do you guys have a I championship that belt that you pass back and forth? Man, I would like one. I would totally like one. I'll make it you would guys be funny one as shit. with my cricket. Man, we totally got <laughs> off topic. We were talking about hockey. I just <laughs> embarrassing story about me where I just totally was. Uh, I get really. I used, I just. I still get competitive about games. Any games, board so games. If you want to, if, if you, you want to talk about, you know, trolling. What I did do. Tom Brady do recently? So yeah, let's keep those together, and then we'll go into the Gates thing. Okay, so I think we. Well, you know what? Hang on, one moment. Uh, I know we kind of covered hockey. We went digressed into video games and me being a douche back in the day. Um, <laughs> and present. So I'll I'll acknowledge that. Uh, congratulations to the Bucks, I guess, yeah. for winning the NBA championship. But uh, that's not why I bring it up because I could care less about the Bucks or Aaron Rodgers. Although I must say, Giannis Giannis did score fifty points, had ten rebounds and five steals. So. It's a pretty uh, it's impressive first first NBA player to ever do so. So MVP performance well, right there. Give it to him. I just wanted to highlight, you know, we've kind of I'm really happy about how we have started focusing on sportsmanship. Oh, yeah. And it seems like we all agree that we want to see more of that kind of thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And we're celebrating people who have it. Uh, and coming out of this is something I don't know that I've read about before. And Becky, you can correct me. Yeah. If you know some times where this has been the case, but I really just was uh, wanting to focus on the class of Suns head coach, Monty Williams. You know, I, I, I don't follow basketball, but when I saw this headline of him uh, visiting the Bucks locker room minutes after losing the title to congratulate them, mm-hmm. uh, I felt like everybody should be highlighting this kind of stuff. Oh my God. Yes. You know, and I don't think I've I mean, ever he, seen anybody do that. So ever. I've never heard of that, right? I've never heard of that from a coach, an opposite team's mm-hmm. coach. And and just simple words, you know, for him to go in there and say that, you know, you guys deserved it. I'm thankful for the for the experience. Yep. It made me a better coach, yep. made us a better team. Congratulations. I those are the kinds of uh men or people or individuals that I I aspire to be like. I mean, that's yeah. uh that takes some real balls, in my opinion. So um, you know, they may have won the game. But the Suns Bonnie Williams won, won the day. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but look, hats hats off to Coach Williams and to the Suns and they had an you know season. 
class, amazing. all class. Mm-hmm. Proud, proud to be a fan and lover of Arizona, and yeah. uh, you know, awesome. Just wanted to highlight that. Okay, moving on <laughs> off the NBA to the NFL and to a uh, just high level trolling that makes me ask some real questions about Tom Brady's future in politics. Uh, Dear Lord, just what is it? Yesterday or two days ago? Yes, it was the. NFL champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, oh, oh are you okay there? Did you swallow that vomit? Oh. Uh, yeah, because you know, I live in New Orleans. I'm a Saints fan. I'm a Saints fan from the day that we were Aints fans. If you don't know what that is, look it up. I mean, paper bags on the heads, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Still hurts to know that the Bucks are champs. But Tom Brady takes the podium while they're visiting the white house and they're being hosted by president Biden. And it couldn't, I don't know how silky. I mean, this is just incredible, but Tom Brady gets up there and says, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. And Biden's response is, I understand that. And of course, Brady's like, you understand that Mr. President and Mr. Biden smiled and said, yeah, I get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And Brady continues, yeah, and personally, you know, it's nice for me to be back here. We had a game in Chicago where I forgot what down it was. I lost track of one down in 21 years of playing, and they started calling me Sleepy Tom. (laughs) Why would they do that to me? (laughs) uh, End quote. And to which Mr. Biden uh, just simply said, I don't know. (laughs) It's, It's highlighting the idea that this is the oldest quarterback in Brady, and the oldest coach in Bruce Arians, and look, good on Bruce Arians, if I don't forget to say this. I, I'm happy to see the man win a championship. I think he deserves yes, it. He does. I'm a fan of Bruce Arians. I was a fan He's of him a as a Cardinals too. head coach. He's a good man. He's a good man. He's Excellent a sportsman. sportsmanship. Good sportsmanship. Yes, mm-hmm. great sportsmanship. Um, but the high-level troll is just incredible to me to draw these parallels, you know. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, here's a my lot question. Of the, the, sure, go ahead. <laughs> did he really come up with that himself, or who knows? Did who somebody cares? write it for him? No, because well, I don't probably... want to like Tom Brady. I don't want to like him for doing this. I want to hate him forever. Hate respect. No hate. Yeah, I mean, it is sort of a <laughs> hate, hate respect. respect the man. I respect yeah, I mean, him a little the... bit, but. And just to kind of round out the story here, uh, the president uh, couldn't resist sprinkling in a few stories of his own um, and, of course, ribbing Brady and himself about their ages. And, you know, quote, a lot has been made about the fact that we have the oldest coach ever to win a Super Bowl and the oldest quarterback to win the Super Bowl, who had said and said Mr. Biden, who at 78, the oldest person ever sworn in as president. And he says, well, I'll tell you right now, you won't hear any jokes from me about that. As far as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with being the oldest guy to make it to the mountaintop. The reference to Sleepy Tom, the reference to Sleepy Joe, it's, I mean, incredibly challenging, uh, incredibly tr- incredible troll yeah. on uh, the former president. Mm-hmm. You know, hilarious and funny. And I, I like it's the said, one. It's the one. I, I just wished he could have had his Twitter account back for like six hours. Just so you can see the <laughs> mad. But so that's sort of what's interesting to me, right? Like, cause somebody like Tom Brady is so widely viewed as 
you know, the GOAT, the greatest of all time quarterback, a champion, flawless. He's a good looking man. No. Whatever. Well, people, he's no Giga Chad for you. Okay. No. But he's a, you're, you're much more the Gronkowski kind. Ugh. But yeah, you true. know, Brady <laughs> still fits that, that sort of uh, cover of a J. Crew ad, right? Mm-hmm. And, I don't think he's, I think he's sort of untouchable. Like, I don't think Trump would be able to, what, because they haven't heard anything from it yet. I'm sure he's pissed about it, but he, that's one person that I don't think he, I think he, even he knows there that he's Teflon. I mean, Brady is Teflon to Trump. There's nothing Trump could say about him. He wouldn't dare. You know what I mean? I just, right. I, I would love to have seen the, the lack of response if he did have his Twitter account. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's plenty of of people out there angry and tweeting for him. Yeah. But the man isn't treating himself. I and like you guys said, you don't want to like Tom Brady. I'm not a huge fan of Tom Brady. Um I don't really know of many things about Tom Brady because I've always been rooting against him for the most part. <laughs> uh but these kinds of things it's hard not to find him as super likable, right? It's hard not to see the guy and just you know, I I have no issues with anybody else's success, but especially if they're a good guy, nice guy, you know, uh, sportsmanship again. I kind of like the fact that there wasn't. Um, I just like where he went with it, and I did. I did like whether you want to call it hate, respect, or or whatever. The first thought in my head is, are we? I mean, is this sort of like you think that there's a chance you're going to end up having a a moment in ten or fifteen years where? Tom Brady decides to run for some major office. Fuck no. Senator Tom Brady, no. President Tom Brady. Considering how much money his wife is worth, yeah. uh, I, I I think once he's done with football, he's he's done. He's done. But what I I don't know. He has enough money that. to do anything he wants in the world. But why would you is, ever go into politics? Why? Yeah, but exactly. guys. But because guys like that need to win. That's the thing. He need he needs to put his energies towards something at all times. Well, and if it's not going to be this sport, what's he going to do? It's not just going to be like uh, you know, some athletic supplement business. He needs to put his energy into finding a new barber. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> a new a New barber that doesn't have Bieber catalogs and Tom Brady can point to and say, "I want that haircut today." Yeah, that was the funniest thing. When I posted that on the Discord so that we could talk about it later, your first response is Justin Bieber wants his hair cut back. <laughs> Which I just, it's really spot on. Pretty great. Pretty I great I story. Just, I, I, enjoyed- don't see, I don't see Tom Brady going into politics at all. Man, I don't know how you could beat him. It would be hard to defeat him, really. What are you going to bring up? Just Seriously, like Eli, Man- Eli, Manning Eli Manning will just run. Eli Manning will just run against him. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick little uh, little ad break here. We'll be right back. We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. Well, now you don't have to. Hang out with Ruminations of Redrum, all things horror, from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out, but hurry, the killer's behind you. And we're back. So, there is one more fun little piece of uh, news I do want to quickly discuss here since we were just talking about Brady trolling Trump. We had another pretty good, uh, pretty good troll this week. 
most trolls I don't like, but this one, but this, this one made funny. This was so creative and so smart. And I have become a fan of watching those videos of watching people die inside, you know, and, and oh, yeah, those are great. Those are great. And, and I, I want to kind of give, I want to hear this and I want you to tell it because, but I want to give people a model of what I'm talking about when I say die inside. Okay. I watched a video where somebody was filming from the inside of their car and the windows up and clearly they have some deep reflective tint and on the outside of a car is a woman like rubbing her teeth and like getting stuff out of her nose and like just kind of looking and using it as a mirror and the guy rolls down the window and seeing her face realize that somebody's been watching her do this i mean complete embarrassment she like looks completely shocked and walks away she looked like she was dying inside that that is the face of what i saw on matt gates during what you're about to tell us so go ahead sorry i wanted to lay that out so this comedian is dressed in typical flag coat violating stuff as those kinds of people do he's he's blending in with his audience and this week, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates had their America First rally canceled for like the third several, time. several can yeah, well, like the third, third time in California alone, I think. Right, and they ended up having just this weird little meet and greet on a beach with about maybe thirty people on at camera. Com- at least they were the- using it as a publicity moment where they were yeah. having somebody film it. And this comedian was there, and he just walks up between them to meet him. And he looks at Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's just laughing with her dumb face, giving a thumbs up, totally oblivious to the world, and just starts yelling. It's like, oh, my God, it's so nice to meet you. They say you're crazy. You're not, I don't think you're crazy, but they say you're crazy. <laughs> and she's just sitting there smiling, standing there smiling, giving the thumbs up. And then he turns to Matt Gates and says, they say you're a pedophile, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that you're a pedophile. But they say You're, you're not a pedophile. a pedophile. You're totally innocent. You're yeah. innocent of all the charges. It was the 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 exuberant like he came off when he walked up like a heart, like a complete fan, totally stoked to see two of his heroes. And the funniest part about it is they didn't question it. They totally bought it. Matt Gates goes into the t- cheesy two thumbs up big smile pose and Marjorie Taylor Greene's all smiling. He's got his arms around him. He's like, oh, my God, it's Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And he starts just. <laughs> And I mean loud. He's like, everybody thinks you're crazy. I don't think you're crazy. They think you're a Nazi. You're probably not a Nazi. Dude, it was so funny to see Gates' hands just slowly drop to his side. (laughs) And then security whisks our faithful hero away. Yeah, (laughs) His smile went away and you could see him look to security for like, hey, uh, help me here. (laughs) And then somewhere, somewhere else in California... They had another little little photo op thing, and a bunch of people showed up and just started chanting pedophile at him. Which, you know, I don't, I want to, like, I know, Brando, you just love this on a level that I probably don't appreciate. Uh, for delicious. me, <laughs> right, it's delicious. <laughs> for, for me, so I good tend it has to, to be fattening. <laughs> I I love you for saying that. That's just the right. That's so my really good. Um, I mean, look, I I don't like that. That's where we're at, right? I wish 
that we weren't at a place where that is the type of communication that happens. But I mean, when you're that kind of troll, speaking of trolls, I mean, that guy trolled two people who are professional political trolls. No matter what they're talking about, to be their, fair, g- I think, their gimmick I, I is think trolling Green people. buys into the bullshit and truly believes it. She's just crazy. She's just crazy. Gates knows right. it's crazy. Yeah. I would give you that. I, I can see that. And I don't know them. And I don't understand the motives behind wanting well, to deceive I mean, people. I, I see know, because but. I saw a clip of that woman being asked about children that are dying of COVID. And then she just starts laughing. That laughed, yeah, I saw that. Doesn't it kind of go back to sportsmanship in a way? I mean, I like seeing Mm. competitors show sportsmanship to each other. And and in this sense, what gets me about and look, it wouldn't matter for me personally whether you're on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence politically. I just don't like it when people are dicks, you know. In (laughs) and so if you're and and that's sort of minors. Allegedly. And, well, well, but and, I mean, truly, that I I know that those are clear criminal reasons, and I'm going to let justice take its course, and I hope that he goes to jail for breaking the law. But the guy trolling the way that he does, he's inviting that kind of rhetoric back to him, right? Which is part of the plan for them, right? They just yeah. want to paint the other side in a certain light, so they invite the element out, and that's what they get, right? And it's... um. It's funny as shit, though. I mean, they got two of the biggest trolls on in the country got trolled. Maybe the best troll I've ever seen. That the what was the comedian's name again? Walt Masterson. Walt Masterson. And there's another. Send, there's another funny thing about can... uh, about Gates from that clip we got to talk about. Just, okay, just try and follow me on this because we're it's going to circle back. Sure. You remember that one weird season of Saved by the Bell where they all worked at the beach club? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Why was I Matt Gates that. wearing the ex- why was Matt Gates wearing the exact same polo shirt? Oh, oh shit! My <laughs> oh my god! Maybe he's. A, I mean, he is a pedophile, so maybe he's a huge safe oh. fan. Allegedly, allegedly. So wait, are we suggesting that while he was dating some underage girl, that he was watching like VHS reruns of Saved by the Bell? Yes. What if he won that shirt? All right. What if he won that shirt in an auction on eBay because that was his favorite TV show? Oh, my God. He's a total Zach. Totally. He thinks that's the hairdo, the sunglasses, the veneers. He says, we all know when you look at that show through the lens of an adult, Zach Morris is a pretty awful human being. Yes. That's pretty true. Well, a pretty you know what? tremendous piece of shit. He There's is. a lot of old shows like that where you go back and you're like, whoa. Did you guys watch the remake at all? No, no. no okay. I read don't, about it. Don't waste your time, but in the remake, Zach Morris is a politician. Which like, totally he's, he's reads. the mayor, the inept mayor, right? Yes. Yeesh. Wow. Yow. Yow. That's all I got to <laughs> say is yow. Didn't Screech die? Yeah. Sadly. Sad, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not, really I'm not sad. praising the guy, coming, but. Though. I mean, look, he but was a it was so a very bad. ill person. Yeah, I mean, he's a very ill person mentally, very ill person physically, and, and just the speed at which it happened. You know, I mean, at least from what we have had revealed to the public, right? Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't want anybody to suffer like that. So we'll see. 
We'll see. Now, uh, I'm going to move on from there into talking about movies, really, because I know we've covered some movies here and there, and and I've called myself a lot of things. And Brando, you and I have debated movies. You're you're somebody that also kind of get when we do have a movie we both get into. You're you're somebody that does like read through into the, the homework, depths yeah. of a movie, and and I do too. And I like having those discussions. We have uh, mutual friends that we would get into those discussions with. You know, whether it was Mike or whether it was uh, uh, Graham. You know, those those are guys we would sit around and have a curry and really just talk about a movie we all love and maybe disagree on. And, you know, I would say in the past, I would refer to us as movie buffs or, or, um, you know, movie fans. And just recently I've kind of learned a new word and it's cinephile, which I like Ooh, cinephile. Fancy. Sounds a little saucy. We got a little, fancy. little spice in there. A little greenery on that word. You're so fancy. Yeah. So, but it's descriptive, right? I mean, cinephile and, you know, you would think if I were really professional at this, I'd have this definition already pulled up, but I think I just want everybody to hear my keystrokes again. We all know how much of a pleasure that is. Uh, so pretty simple cinephile, a person who is fond of motion pictures. Ha ha. Easy. But usually what I think it really refers to is people who just want more than just the moving picture. They want the production value, the acting, everything. And maybe it's a good time for me to shamelessly plug another one of our podcasts that I've really been enjoying. And that's Cinephile Hissy Fit. And I'm enjoying it because these guys are clearly skilled movie critics, Rotten Tomatoes certified movie critics and they've covered movies that i love back to back over the last few weeks and most recently what's right around the corner is they're doing deep dives into the original blade runner and into the recently released ryan gosling starred sequel blade runner 2049 and those are two really interesting movies on a lot of levels whether it's performance or acting or whatever I I like to listen to people who have those insights that I might have missed or something that might spur me to revisit a movie that I've seen before. And they've covered a lot of them that I love, whether it was the remake of Star Trek from 2009 or even more recent movies like Cruella, which I haven't seen yet. And really I totally good. know what happens because I've listened to the show, right? It's really good. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But again, another movie that what intrigues me about it is when I hear about the performances of two actresses, I'm really fan, a big fan of, and also that the story was not trite, which you didn't know what to expect when you see that title from Disney, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. they're rebooting everything. But it all I've heard is is good things. So, you know, if you have a moment, you're also that kind of person. If you consider yourself a cinephile, you definitely need to check it out. It's easy to find. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. There's a lot of episodes for you to enjoy. And if you're like me, you're always going to want to hear somebody's deep insights into any of those movies that we we all want to talk about and have conversations. And they will give you something to, to, to conversate about. So check it out. Cinephile Hissy Fit, also brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, shameless plug, proud to be doing it for them. They're great. The show's great. Check it it's out. It's really good. Now, that's really good. So moving on, sticking with movies. Every now and then, I 
go through an experience watching a movie that you know uh, leaves me in a place emotionally that I'm where I'm the the absolute opposite of happy and satisfied. Like I, and this is rare. And I know I love when you see a movie that takes you on an emotional experience and they ask that of the audience sometimes. And, you know, there are easy movies to reference like that. You know, you watch a drama, something really deep, like, uh, you know, saving private Ryan or Schindler's list. These are movies that are going to invoke an emotional reaction of you. And if you have a good director, then they can mold that into something. But every now and then I come across a movie that I, I leave the end of the movie angry, angry at the director, maybe angry at the way the story took everything. For me, the last time that I really remember having that reaction was a long time ago with a movie called Closer. That I think was Natalie Portman and Clive. Oh, are we going to talk about awful movies made by awful people for awful people? This is kind of where I'm going with that, right? And I'm going to reference a specific movie I watched recently. I'm not going to go too deep into Closer, but to say a good friend of mine at the time, who I had been friends with for a long time, uh, absolutely adored this movie, right? She thought this movie was just, she could relate to these characters and. At, and there were there were fewer moments where I realized more clearly that my friend just might be a really shitty person. Yeah, because that's that's pretty much how I felt about that movie. And maybe there's some genius that I'm missing. No. Again, I'm always willing to revisit the topics of these movies or debate them with people. And I had a long debate with her, but that movie left me upset because it was about shitty people doing shitty things to other people, and yeah. often good people. Mm-hmm. And I get defensive of that, or I just, I want to see justice enacted. And, and that's sort of the point of getting your audience to, to go that way, in my opinion. And, um, and I'll, I'll have to say this too, that a really, a movie like this can be cornerstoned with amazing acting performances from the actors. And even in a movie like Closer that left me angry and that I hated it was still incredible acting by the people involved. Oh yeah. And that brings me to a movie that my wife and I just watched. Now we were trying to figure out what our options were. Cruella was on the list, still on the list. And so was a promising young woman. That's a great movie. I can't wait to watch. And and just to kind of give you an idea, I'm my wife is a total badass uh, achiever amazing person, strong, headstrong, outspoken. I can't say enough good things about her. And I'm not just kissing her ass. I'm a fan of that person. And to be put a little spotlight on our co-host here, Becky, same kind of person, total badass, independent, self-made. You know, I like that kind of outspoken person. I'm a fan of that type of woman. Not that I'm not a fan of all types of women, but that kind of woman is the kind of woman I grew up with that reminds me of, you know, I grew up with very headstrong, outspoken uh, sisters and a mom that, uh, you know, and a grandmother that was, you know, you would not want to cross. So I have always had that sort of deep respect. So I'm, I'm drawn to stories of, of you know, heroic women protagonists, or even if uh, you have a villain, whatever, outside the box, not always in a cute little skirt and trying to be pretty for the, the camera, right? I like seeing things go in a different direction and show the diversity that women can play. And on this list was a movie called I care a lot. 
And we went for it because we like the lead actress because she put on a great performance in Gone Girl, which I think kind of was the same character. You know what I mean? Uh, and now her yeah, name very escapes me. Rosamund Pike. Yeah, Rosamund Pike. And, you know, that that was a great moment that surprised me in Gone Girl, where Rosamund Pike is playing, like, really sort of flicking Spoiler her nose alert. at society. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say too much. I don't, I'm not going to give away the story. But the idea okay. is this person's <laughs> really taking, taking to task you know, the way society looks at now we're totally going to spoil a little bit of, of, I care a lot. So we started, I care a lot. And again, within 20 minutes, uh, I, I was, I couldn't tell you, I've never, I have, again, I haven't been this angry in Harpy. So I'm going to read you a synopsis. And then thankfully Becky's here to back me up because she watched yes. the movie too. I watched and it I think that parents. we both are, which is just fucking crazy by the way. So uh, let's go into this. Okay. I Care A Lot is a 2020 American comedy thriller. By the way, what the fuck? There's no comedy in this movie, in my opinion. No. Netflix, uh, has, and directed Netflix by... has a weird way of like classifying their yeah, shit. I don't. Because that, I don't there's understand. no we gotta, way this is a comedy. We're going to have to talk about that, right? Yeah. Um, written and directed by Jay Blakeson, which, hey, man, I don't know you. But I'm not real happy about what you put me through in no. this uh, weird collection of short stories because I don't. It's hard for me to see it as one movie. Um, but the film stars Rosamund Pike, who I'm a fan of, Peter Dinklage, who I'm a big fan of, Elsa Gonzalez, which I'm a fan of. I mean, Chris Messina, uh, Macon Blair, Alicia Witt, Damian Young, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., and Diane Weist. Diane Weist. Great oh, casting. I, great casting. Great. In a compliment, they deserved Golden Globes. They yes. put on amazing performances. The acting was superb. They can't help what happens in the editing room and yeah. the direction of the film. Okay, they, that's not up to them. They were all awesome. I the the acting was really top notch. And uh, so let me continue. Film follows a con woman who makes a living as a court appointed guardian. Seizing the assets of vulnerable elderly people only for her to get mixed up with a dangerous gangster. Okay. I think that's misleading. It's very, it's very misleading. I, I mean, they make it sound like she's, she's, uh, you know, caring for these uh, vulnerable elderly people. And by the way, that definition came from Wikipedia. So maybe I should cite that as a big question mark, but uh, to the point, you know, 20 minutes in, you sort of get the gist of what she's doing, but she has a doctor on her payroll that's kind of sliding her these patients that are could be just annoying, and the doctor's yep. just tired of dealing with, and just kind of, hey, we're going we're gonna to put this person in a place. And she proceeds to, because she's got a relationship with the judge, she's believe puts on a, this uh, caring persona, and the way the movie starts off, and the way the movie carries on, without kind of going through every detail is you really feel that it's the same character that Rosamund Pike, or at least very similar parallel character to that woman thumbing her nose at the expectations of women from society from gone girl, which I was interested in. I thought that might've, you know, where they were going to take this, this shark power, hungry, hustling person. And 
they put you in a position where they clearly want you to root for her in some case, but she's an awful human. Horrible. She's just an awful human. Yeah. And, and, and that's where it plays out. Now, somewhere in the middle, you end up in a place where you start realizing that, um, and Brando, you'll be able to back me up here. I started feeling the same way I did after watching the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. And I remember when that happened and I was super pissed. Remember when the show ended, I was angry for like two hours and we were living together at the time, right? As someone who'd read that book several years prior, I really enjoyed watching that episode with you. Yeah, Cause you knew it was coming and I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And, and he was just like delicious. Right. So, so good. It has to be fattening mm-hmm. uh, to kind of reference your earlier statement. Um, look, that, that is, uh, that's when I realized that George R.R. R. Martin, in my opinion, was simply trolling because that's what he liked to do. It was, it was shock jock gaslighty trolling. And that was the sort of, repeat you know rinse wash repeat every season for that first few seasons build up your your cliche heroic uh protagonist and then slit his throat in front of everybody and then try to hide behind the idea that that happened in the world so it's somehow realistic and it's really just pissing off your audience and kind of like the world we live in with social media that negativity that that reaction that has a uh like you dig in, you want to see what happens next, and it's you my keep coming back. Thing for to more. do, well, and look, that's the Handmaid's Tale that drama. <laughs> that's sort of the Handmaid's Tale. That's all these kinds of shows, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I can't. I just get pissed, and I and I remember having this conversation with Brando about George R. R. Martin, where I was like, he's just trolling. He doesn't have a story. This is the same shit. He's just fucking with his audience, and he thinks it's funny. And I got that same feeling from I care a lot. You know, I I got to the middle of the movie and I looked at Brooke and I was like, I guarantee you that this is just a a situation where he's using this sort of, uh, you know, he wants you to root for this feminist character, but he's going to punish you for it. Yeah. Because that that person's a horrible person. And and he's going to tease you with a bunch of, um, you know, false resolution. And in the end, he's going to have that character come out ahead. And if you're against that, so I felt like the end of the movie, I felt like the statement was, no matter how bad of an individual, how evil of a person that a woman could be, and that was put it next to an evil male, mm-hmm. that you still have to root for the female. Right? And I, I just thought it was a, a poor platform for feminism in my opinion but it left me pissed and it le- and they totally leave you fucked which they call an ironic ending and i'm gonna spoil spoiler if you don't want to hear what happens at the end of this movie then you know skip stick ahead your finger stick your fingers in your ears stick your fingers in la, your la, ears la, 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 la. okay <laughs> we haven't told you we told you a basic premise and, we, and you know i'm gonna tell you now at the beginning of the movie they sort of have this cliche um what i think is the director's image of the average man or the the man from the eyes of people who uh like it's almost like he took toxic masculinity and said let's make a movie about toxic femininity and then totally push in these cliche characters that are are men whether it was uh you know whoever it was and at the beginning this guy is being kept from seeing his mother who is quote unquote under 
this person's care played by Rosamund Pike. And he, and in the meantime, she's taking her house and her assets and selling them off all under the premise that this person couldn't take care of themselves and they needed a government appointed guardian. And this woman's son is clearly pissed off and he says awful shit to her. Now this is an awful person and they put the audience in a tough spot. But I mean, from that moment where he wa- I've already hate her. Yeah. And then he walks up and says horrible shit to her and he's totally in the wrong. But in again, they put you in this position where when faced with two awful people, you mu- it almost like the statement was you must root for the female. And can, she's the worst character. She's the worst character in the whole film. Yeah. You know, and so so anyhow, somehow this movie goes from like it's about a 45 minute or 30 minute story about building up who she is and why she does what she does. Then it's a 30 minute story that has to do with the Russian mob and yeah. trying to figure out what's going to happen. And it gets really interesting because you think there's going to be some kind of interesting shit happen. Then there's a 20 minute movie in there where she becomes like mission impossible. John wick. Yeah. And it's somehow really weird. Sur- that's really weird that this, like she's such a badass. There's no reason to believe that this person knows how to use has the, te- there's just no reason to believe she's this super spy. And all yeah, of a sudden she's no. this badass, yeah. right? And w- totally outside the realm. Like it had no reason to be in the story. Exactly. Didn't make sense to yeah. me. And then she went, gets all the money in the world, becomes more successful, becomes crazy empowered. And at the end, the same guy from the beginning walks up angry that his mother died alone without him being able to see him. And he, he offs her in public and she dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's it. Let us sit there for a second. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I, I mean, so you said you hated this movie too. I've talked a lot because yeah. I'm passionate about it. You tell me what you thought, because I'm interested. I, I kind of questioned myself, like maybe that was the point. Like this guy's trying to make men mad at this movie. But then I looked at Twitter and I looked at reviews and there were, I mean, it, a ton of people hated this movie. Yeah. Hated I, it. So I now, took it. I want to hear that from, from a woman. Tell me you hated it. I hated it, but for a completely different reason. I'm not like I wasn't big in the character development. Like I got lost. I it was really hard to get into the movie and I'm sitting there watching it with my parents and I just like wandered off into this place of like, I can't believe there's there's someone out there like doing this to old people. Like and I was like, oh, my God, what if what if something happened to me down the line and my parents fall for this or something like that? So then I start crying in like the middle of the movie. So I missed that whole like spy stuff because I'm like hysterically bawling thinking my parents are going to get taken advantage of by someone like this woman. So I hated it for that reason, just because it like it I felt the same the way. But look, to 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 kind of give uh to kind of give that some backing, right? Like I felt the same way too about wanting to be protective over your parents or whatnot. Yeah. But that, and look, I give it to the director as much as I want to bad mouth him and tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah. I give it to him on this point that invoked an incredible reaction for me. Yeah. Like I was, I was upset because of what was happening to these people, these older people. I was upset. That it felt so believable that it that's is, the way it is that believable court system works. And it's based on a true story. I read yeah, that. Yeah, this is what happens in real life. Like, p- 
people like there are some people out there that don't care about what happens to their parents later on in life. And they put them in like homes thinking that it's the best for them. And these assisted living homes or these nursing homes paint this picture like, oh, yeah, we're going to take really, really great care of your parent and blah, blah, blah. Can we get 10 grand up front? And I'm just making that number up. But can we get all this money up front? And then you go in to visit your parents in these nursing homes and they're sitting out in the hallways in their wheelchairs, like covered in their shit and they're just not being taken care of. So it's like, that's well, just cruelty. That's a str- yeah. Cruelty. Just cruelty and yeah. dismissiveness on, on another person. That's, you know, and Brando types in beautiful letters, pretentious as fuck. Totally. <laughs> and, and maybe yeah. I'm, you know, taking that out of context, but Look, the the idea is this is a it did invoke that reaction. There are yeah. some things that are genius in the way he pulls that string, but he never pays it off. No, and he he leaves you in this mess of things not being resolved. And I think I was so distracted by the thought of like older people being treated like that that I just completely like shut down and missed the rest of the story. Because at the end of the movie, I looked at my mom and I was like, "What happened?" Well, and, and that's like, the you thing. You need to is, watch it again. <laughs> so that's sort of that's where I I questioned my reaction at the end because you you know uh, ultimately she bests all the people that are trying to get her for purposes that are unclear to me. Yeah. yeah. And and again, acting is great, and so you're kind of stuck emotionally. And exactly the opposite of what you would want to happen happens. Mm-hmm. She. They, you know, the the two opposing forces join forces and become super core. Like it scares you because of its plausibility yeah. of becoming this corporate hustle that's nationwide, taking advantage of, you know, just thousands upon thousands of uh, elderly, and and taking advantage of them, taking their money and screwing their families out of decent endings to their lives, kind of thing, right? Yeah, really deep, like consequential emotional shit. I mean, it's there for the it's definitely sensitive. And then at the end, of course, the guy from the beginning who said all the awful things and was upset, you know, that that short stature, overweight guy who looked like he lived with his mom. Yeah. I mean, definitely loser beta male kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of guy Jordan Peterson's been trying to talk to for 10 years and, <laughs> you know, clean your room, you know, yeah. all that kind of horse mm-hmm. shit. And, and of course, this guy, they still paint men. They, they managed to paint everybody in this awful like nobody's nobody wins yeah because now you've got this representation of men across the board as being slimy good for nothing sellout pieces of shit mm-hmm. you got this little guy who's trying to you know take out his aggression on a woman because he you know with assault and a, yeah. a gun and and at the same time you're showing how you know, the best one of the best reviews I saw that did refer to it as a movie about toxic femininity, which maybe that's if, if he says about the only thing I might accept is if it's supposed to be a, a partner to accepting toxic masculinity and like, OK, maybe I can see where he's an allegory there. But yeah, in the end, you're just you're mad that that evil character sort of wins and gets what they want. Yeah, you're mad that the the way that the irony in the end, I guess if they call it irony, I don't know why they call it irony, but this guy coming out of nowhere for no good reason and killing her while she's on top of the world. And then she just dies 
mm-hmm. then the movie fades to black. I mean, I was, I, I, I felt bad for cheering at that person's demise, but I did. Yeah. Full, full admission. I totally did. When that gunshot went off, my like Brooke looked at me sideways because I was like, empty the clip. Yeah, <laughs> like it's one shot, and she goes down. I'm like, what are you waiting for? You've got like five other shots. Yeah, you know, just go ahead and keep pulling, just man. Yeah, like she I deserves it. I was when and right, and so I don't know what I'm supposed to take from that, other than if you can piss people off, you're gonna get a golden globe. <laughs> <laughs> Because and it wasn't that. I mean, that's the thing. It left me unfulfilled, and it, the only thing that made me feel better was going and seeing how many other people were that angry about it. Yeah, I think a lot of people were angry about it. Again, movie lover. I know I've ruined a few things about this movie. I I don't recommend you see it, but if you want to watch good acting and you you think it's uh there's got some it, redeeming factors you know i think it's I something mean, that needs to be watched though to kind of open people's eyes up to like hey this don't really do does this happen you want to make movies a shitty person <laughs> don't make this movie <laughs> yeah i mean look and 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 i'll even put myself out there if you watch this movie and and you want to tell me what i missed i am willing to be correct i'm willing to to seriously go back and revisit it i love those kinds of conversations that's what makes me a cinephile becky are you a cinephile too I'm probably not as much as you, but yes, I love a good movie. I know Brando's a, a deep cinephile, but yeah, that movie lover, hardcore. If you have a differing opinion and, you know, either one of you listening right now uh, <laughs> decides that you want to email us, um, you know, we do. Please reach out. Let us know what you think. It's at brevityboxpodcast at gmail.com. We'll definitely read it on, on the air Instagram. and I'll react to what you have to say. We will put it up on Instagram. We'll do a poll. Now that we've got some added assistance and coordinating. Yeah, we'll do a poll on Instagram. I need to see it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's pull on Instagram for our next episode. Yeah. Guys, that was fun. Brando, I want to, like, that's homework. When you get a chance to stream that movie, I want to see if you come back with some genius take on it that we missed. But um, let let me just say, if, if there is a reason to watch that movie, all the the acting is incredible, but I think uh, I really think his his mom, Peter Dinklage, his mother takes the cake. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Diane Weist, who I can't help it. Every time I see her face, I think of parenthood. Uh, I just oh, always, I always think of, think of I am Sam. Another classic. She's just an incredible actress, but her her portrayal in that movie uh, was special. Yeah. And Peter Dinklage was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. So, all, you know, like the acting said, is great. All the acting in it was really good. It just got a piss poor edit. Oh, man. But you're going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're not pissed, I, uh, Brando, you if you don't please, call me and say, yeah. Please record yourself watching it so Charlie and I can see your reactions. That would be great. And I once did that for a coworker that insisted I watch season one of a show called The Sinner. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, I've seen it. Good. I watched it with Brooke. Yeah, I just it's, it's fucked up, man. Yeah, up. that was bad. Yes, but Bill Pullman again getting deep into stories. Bill Pullman, mm. amazing. Bill Pullman. Yep, really, really amazing. Um, guys, 
I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say one more thing. And I, and at some point, Becky, I know you're not a, in any way, a gamer, but I really enjoy stories about strong protagonist heroes that are women and that are written well, that are written in a way that, that shows the, you know, that is away from all the tropes, you know? And, um, Next time, you know, I have to get you to check out some just of the story of the cinematic of some of these higher end games. I, I won't go into too much detail because we're kind of low on time right now, but I got more out of a feminist storyline from a game called uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which for gamers, they'll know about it. But if I, I, I would like for you to watch a few of these cutscenes mm-hmm. because it's one of the few games where. I forget that I'm watching a game. It looks so cinematic and it's so realistic looking and the facial expressions and the voice acting and the acting together. And the story is really about the journey of, of one character who everybody who's going to think of Angelina Jolie in a really bad movie that was made way too long ago, throw (laughs) that out. Okay. This is a totally different sort of rendering of that. But those are those, I guess my point in bringing up the games is that, a lot of times I think that there's this idea that those stories aren't out there. And I think that there might be harder to find in television and movies, at least not as many as you would want. There yeah. are more now than there have been in the past. But there are a lot of those stories that are available in the in different formats, like an interactive experience, i.e. games. And uh, I, I just finished that game and it was like watching, you know, uh, a mini series of uh you know, uh, female empowerment. And I fucking dug it, you know, cause it was a great story. I, w- I would love to get at some point. I want you to watch some stuff on that. You don't have to play shit. And I also want you to watch one about a Western classic. Yes. That mm-hmm. Like that, a cinematic that's red dead redemption. And uh, two is something where I, I really would love to try to get you on the air after seeing it. Cause I think you'll be uh, surprised because okay. it's outside of your wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. Like you just don't have any idea. No, I don't. Okay. You guys go off you on your game, it. your gaming <laughs> tangents, and I'm like, hmm, I should probably look that up, but I have no interest. <laughs> right. right. God, well, why would you? <laughs> no, 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 no. But why would you? Right. Because gaming's got sort of a, 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 an air to it. Right. I mean, it just, you, you have an image of the person and what we're talking about, and mm-hmm. it, it sounds silly, but there is a cinematic narrative quality that has come into, the genre in a in a capacity that really hadn't been possible before and now it's really hard to distinguish between cinema like actors and just like they're making movies with so much cg now and it's hard to tell Mm -hmm. so a lot of that stuff is being plugged into a game area and there are certain high dollar games that really knock it out of the park so but we'll revisit that next time i have taken up a lot of everybody's time yeah (laughs) becky thank you for letting me wax on everybody out there who's listening whoever's listening thanks for keep coming back if you like what you're listening to hit the subscribe button so that you'll know when a new episode comes out we're hitting it about once a week now we're at episode 25 we're going strong and we plan on doing it for a long time so Stick around, keep coming back. We hope you're liking it. And if you want to let us know what's up, you know, rate us on iTunes or send us an email or look for us on Instagram. Uh, we'll keep we'll keep putting them out there and hopefully you'll enjoy them. Um, again, we're brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network, and you can check us out at ruminationsradionetwork.com. 
And you've heard me talk about other podcasts, so be sure to look at those too. Now, before we go, I want to, you've heard us talk a few times about, um, you know, wearing a mask or COVID this or, you know, and, and often I hear too many people make it overly political or overly fear-based and, you know, you, you're, they try to scare individuals into doing or compel them to do one thing or the other. And for a while now, I've had my own take on that. And I just wanted to share that before we leave the show today, because it's clear that there's a lot of uh, people getting sick with the Delta variant. And I'm not going to go into explaining or preaching things. I'm just going to tell you my personal top reason why I think everybody should get vaccinated in it. And I'll go into that in a moment. So Becky is a professional, uh, a healthcare professional, RN. Um, my wife is also an RN. Both of them have worked in ICU. And for a bad reference, every, no matter who, they're a great pit crew for the cities and towns that, 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 that they work at every hospital, you know, but it's a limited number of people. And those people, whoever you're, you know, if you decide you want to be outspoken or maybe you, you don't want to get vaccinated or, and then you want to also not wear a mask, you just don't want to participate in it and you want to, you know, paint it all under the guise of independent freedoms. Okay. Please keep disagreeing with me, but maybe consider taking care of those people that are working in the hospitals, wherever you live, because you they're special forces. They are literally people that can't be replaced by somebody off the street. They're not hourly wage, wage people that can be showed how to, for, you know, no disrespect to anybody making burgers at Five Guys. I love Five Guys, but Delicious. you can't train these people in a day. These are specialists. They know what they're doing, and they're there to save your lives or save the lives of your children, your parents, your grandparents. And there's a limited supply of them. And I can tell you that in the state of Louisiana, where numbers are spiking like crazy, they're already shorthanded. And I know in Arizona, Becky, you can confirm also. Yes. Pretty shorthanded, shorthanded already. Mm-hmm. So, and Brando says this several times too. You, you just can't put those hospitals in a place and those healthcare workers in a place where they're so overwhelmed because people who aren't are, are keen to want to keep them out of sight and out of mind and not recognize that they're leveraging their belligerence of not doing something for the people around them on the backs of these people that have to work there and take care of you. When you show up sick, they don't care if you're an asshole. They don't care if you're saying mean shit. I mean, they care but they still do their job. They still there to save your life. They've taken an oath to do so. And I don't think it's a lot to ask to say, you know, keep liking who you like in politics, keep thinking what you want. That's fine. We can argue about it. We can debate about it. But when it comes to why should I get vaccinated? It's to protect the community. It's to keep being able to keep going out to eat. It's to go to sports uh, venues and watch your favorite team play if you if you are that person who just doesn't want to get vaccinated and doesn't want to read about it, look, man, I don't believe the government should make you do it. I think jobs and uh, employers should. But OK, maybe you're not that guy. But maybe if that's you, wear the mask, stay out of those public settings and stop trying to throw it in everybody's face. Because when you get sick, 
then you show up at the hospital, they're still going to have to take care of you. But if they're overwhelmed or short staffed or people have gotten fed up with dealing with people coming back and not doing what they should do to help them out, you're really going to be in a bad place when you, you know, get an appendix burst or you have to wait in the ER for hours and hours because there isn't enough specialists that can't be replaced there to help you because everybody's overwhelmed from people who didn't get the damn shot. Yep. So do it for your healthcare community, do it for your community around you. You're doing it to protect those. uh, You don't know who's going to get it bad. Maybe that isn't you. I hope it isn't you. I hope you don't suffer from it, but that's the way these things work. They, you can pass it on to somebody unknowingly. It's a hundred percent free shot. You know, the government pays for it. It's a yeah. tiny needle. There's no microchip. Just get the shot, you stupid fucks. <laughs> Thank you for leaving us on a succinct yeah. note. Is going to start moving on without you. Did that's the hard thing. I mean, it's true that they will start moving on without you. But I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm not trying to tell you you have to this. I'm I don't know. I am. That. I'm trying to shame. He, At this point, it's Darwinism. Yeah. It's and and look, that's please get it. I'm. I'm just saying, you know, everybody here at Brevity Box thinks you should get vaccinated. I'm pretty sure most people that we know think you should get vaccinated. But I I may be in the small, narrow margin where I say, if you don't get vaccinated, just don't be a dick about it. Yeah, shut up and stop throwing your pops at me at the gas station (laughs) when I wear Wear my scrubs to to pump gas. Be considerate. Yeah, I mean, just try not to be such a cock about it all, you know? Like try to do what's right by your neighbor. And I don't see why that's a big deal. We want to keep everything going. I want to go to football games. I want to go to hockey games in the future. Yeah. I want to go. I live in new Orleans. Everything is about going out and getting together with people. Just do it. Be smart. And if you want to read, read, certainly don't listen to any one person, even me, even us. Yeah. Don't listen to one person. Do your own like homework, do but do real research. homework. But go Get, to go buy the a textbook right about websites. viruses twenty years ago. Yeah, Rand like, Paul is an ophthalmologist. Let's reinforce that. Let's ophthalmologist. Not, <laughs> let's not be Doctor Google's. If you got floaters in your eye, go talk. Go talk to Rand Paul. If, yeah. Plus, if, if there's a viral issue, talk. Talk to a professional. I'll leave you on this note. Whoever the loudest voices are that are making controversies surrounding this issue. I would be willing to put a good amount of money that they're vaccinated. Whether it's the the Carlsons, the Hannitys, the Ingrams. Oh, the, it leaked that they have a uh, vaccine passport program. They have a vaccine pass, right. And and they should. And I don't want the, I don't like those people. I'm not a fan of them, but I, I don't want them to get sick Brock isn't doing the same thing for me. Yeah. We're I'm, on the I trust mean, system. I don't trust people. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and look, ultimately, we just don't want anybody to have to suffer. But really, guys, if you need a good reason, do it for those do those highly mean. trained people who are out there. Really, their job is to save your ass. So that's what we'll leave you on. Thank you for joining us on an extra long episode of Brevity Box. We will see you next time on episode 26. Yay. And uh, thanks again. See Bye. you soon. Hope you enjoy. Just got Bye. the goddamn show. <laughs> Get it. year is 2043 you're playing fantasy football it is championship week 
You're trying to set your lineup and you don't know what to do. Robert Griffin IV and his top target, Will Fuller VI, have carried you all season, but they're facing a London Jaguars team that has the top defense in the league. Your other quarterback is a 66-year-old Tom Brady who's playing against the much more manageable Toronto Bengals. So you turn to Nick and Elijah of the 25 Yards Later podcast, a production of Sports Obsessive and Ruminations Radio Network. Be a champion. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.